Hello and welcome to the latest Lancet podcast. I'm Francesca Terry and it's Thursday the 12th of January. In this week's podcast we're discussing a longitudinal cohort study that was published yesterday by Ahmed Tawako and colleagues about the relation between the resting amygdala activity and cardiovascular events. And joining me today is one of the authors of the linked comment. Hello, Dr. Ezelbot. Please, can you introduce yourself with your title and affiliation? Hello, I am Ezelbot. I am an assistant professor at the Leiden Academic Centre for Drug Research in Leiden, the Netherlands. The idea that stress can have an effect on cardiovascular function or disease might seem to be quite obvious, but it's not widely understood at the biological or mechanistic level, with previous studies only showing the association. The mechanisms through which the amygdala activity affects cardiovascular events has been previously looked in animal models. But why do you think that this is the first study to look at the mechanisms in people? Indeed, in previous studies in animals have shown that chronic but also acute stress can lead to increased inflammatory responses by the release of pro-inflammatory cells or cytokines into the circulation, which may have a direct effect on the cardiovascular system. Also, it has been established that chronic stress can enhance the development of atherosclerosis in animals, which is the underlying cause of cardiovascular uh, events, such as a myocardial infarction or a stroke. Although these data provide important evidence on stress-induced cardiovascular disease in animals, translation of these data to the human situation remains limited. And in humans, these studies are also more difficult to undertake. And it has up to now been unknown whether these mechanisms occurred in humans as well. Um, There are studies that show that people who suffer from depression, PTSD or other psychological disorders have elevated pro-inflammatory cytokine levels as well. And in the Interheart study from 2004, the association between perceived stress and cardiovascular diseases has been made, primarily via questionnaires of the study participants. And Uh, These data are mainly based on people with a known psychological condition or in the individual perception of stress, which can actually vary quite a lot from person to person. And therefore, the mechanisms involved here were still unclear. And I think that now with the increased knowledge and with the better visualization tools that are available nowadays, fortunately, more mechanistic information can be obtained from both healthy persons and patients, such has been done as in the study by Dr. Tawakol and colleagues, which is actually very interesting. Please, can you briefly discuss the key aims and methods of Ahmed Twackle and colleagues' study published in The Lancet yesterday? In this study, the authors aim to determine whether the activity of the amygdala can predict the risk of having an acute cardiovascular event. The amygdala is an area in the brain which is critically involved in stress, and the metabolic activity of this brain area can be a measure of stress of the individual. For example, amygdalar activity is upregulated in conditions of psychological stress, like depression or anxiety, and the metabolic activity of the amygdala can be measured using 18FTG PET-CT imaging, and that's actually what the authors did. In a study called the Outcome Study, uh, 293 persons without prior history of cardiovascular disease were imaged, and the activity of the amygdala was recorded. And interesting, with this technique, also the activity of the bone marrow and inflammation of the vessel wall can be imaged at the same time. And these people were subsequently followed for approximately three and a half to four years, in which the incidence of acute cardiovascular syndromes was documented. And the activity of the amygdala in this study cohort associated with an increased risk of having a cardiovascular event. And this association was seen to be mediated via increased bone marrow activity and arterial inflammation, which may actually have led to the increase in cardiovascular syndromes. And also in a smaller cohort of uh, PTSD patients, patients with post-traumatic stress disorder, the so-called perceived stress study, this perceived stress associated with amygdalar activity and with the inflammatory status of the patient. So therefore, uh, these data provide novel insights into the inflammatory mechanisms via which stress can lead to cardiovascular diseases in humans. As we know, stress affects people differently. And you mentioned that 
in Tuakal study, they used a perceived stress scale in a small subset of individuals who had an increased burden of chronic stress to actually quantify stress. How important do you think it will be for future studies to further compare people with chronic stress in looking at the effects on cardiovascular events and those without? Yes, I think this would be very important. The individual perceptual stress differs tremendously between persons and the perceived stress study with PTSD patients shows that the persons which have a high stress burden display an increased inflammatory status compared to patients with lower perceived stress. And this has, as mentioned before, also to some extent been shown for people suffering from depression, anxiety disorders and people with a burnout. It's, uh, however, also important to compare these data to a more general population. The outcome study actually does provide some answers in that direction. The incidence of cardiovascular diseases remains significantly associated with amygdala activity after correction for depression and anxiety in that study population, which means that the increased risk of having a cardiovascular event is not only applicable to people with a chronic psychological condition, but may also apply to the general population. Actually, one may argue that the outcome study is not fully comprised of control subjects, as these patients were in the hospital for clinical evaluation, such as cancer screening, which may have, to some extent, been a stressful period for these persons, which may have led to a higher amygdala activity. So, in my opinion, it be important to confirm these data in a bigger study cohort with uh, healthy controls. But nevertheless, these clinical data do establish a connection between stress and the risk of having a cardiovascular event and do give important mechanistic insights. You mentioned that this study does provide important clinical data, but it does need to be confirmed in future research. What do you think the possible future outcomes might be for the future management of cardiovascular risk factors and reducing the disease in the general population? Well, uh, I think these findings are very important because it's also been shown that the association between the risk and the amygdala activity remains significant when correcting for other risk factors. This study establishes that the activity of the amygdala associates with the risk of cardiovascular disease via this increased bone marrow activity and arterial inflammation. And furthermore, these data imply that increased emotional or social stress can contribute to the incidence of acute cardiovascular syndromes, which is a major burden also on society. For now, I think especially for patients with a chronic psychological condition, it would be important to monitor their cardiovascular profile if that's not already done. Uh, and for the general population, I think a lot of work has to be done because I think stressful events will keep happening and are inevitable. And there will be probably always be a certain amount of stress in someone's life, making it very difficult to really yeah, process that. For example, if you think on workload, taking care of sick family members, etc. So future studies will have to establish whether assessments of individual stress levels and subsequent potential stress management or treatment will help reduce the incidence of acute cardiovascular syndromes. But I think for now we are one step closer in understanding the underlying mechanisms connecting stress to cardiovascular disease, which actually justifies the initiation of these newer studies in larger populations and with a longer follow-up to further assess stress-related cardiovascular disease risk. It's been a pleasure talking to you and discussing the article today. Thank you for joining us and talking to The Lancet. Thank you very much.